0: to a very special episode of the Midas Touches. Not only is it the Platinum Jubilee weekend, but also coincides with the Epsom Derby and the Epsom Oaks. God, it's an exciting time. How are you feeling for this weekend? You're going to be there, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah I'm feeling good. I'm going to be there on the Saturday uh, with, with my granny, which will be really nice. Um, I've never been, so I think that'd be really it'd be really exciting i mean it's a huge huge day and sort of uh would be really cool to be a part of that and and to see that and actually potentially to see a a superstar in the making i mean we've got desert crown a strong favorite so he could be anything at this stage looks very smart um and then there are a few others further down the market that, that also look really talented so yeah, it's a really exciting race to look forward to. Uh, the Friday as well, I think the Oaks is really competitive. Um, we've already put a selection up on our Instagram for those who haven't seen. Um, well, actually, by the time you're hearing this, the race will probably been run. So um, yeah, either hope- we've either we've nailed it or don't look at our Instagram.
0: Hopefully Concert Hall has done the business or even Coado at a big price. Oh. And then we were very sweet on the chances of Pile Driver in the Coronation Cup. Um, so hopefully those will have won or or placed at big prices um last week we had a bit of success pogo who we kind of flagged up as one of the, those horses who could win actually did go and win at 17 to 2 although probably wasn't properly tipped and then of course rossel mm-hmm. uh, tipped at 12 to 1 went off at, at 11 to 20, 2 11, yeah. beating my selection dragon symbol uh, in, a, in a in what was actually a pretty impressive performance yeah. from rossel dragon symbol probably ran Close to the sort of standard I think he's capable of doing this season, so it was a uh, yeah, it was a it was a pretty successful weekend actually. It'd
1: be interesting to see sort of who went in on Raso because then that sort of tells you who listens to you versus me.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, some people might have been stung on Dragon Symbol, yeah. <laughs> or if you're really clever, you just have a little bet on both. Little, yeah. Um. Anyway, let's look at the matter at hand, which is the Saturday at Epsom. I think we're going to have a quick word on the Diomed Stakes at 310, where we've got Modern News currently heading the market for Charlie Appleby, who is clearly uh, very impressive on return at Windsor in that listed contest, comes in here as a pretty short price favorite. Although there are a couple behind him in the market who probably also have good chances. Mm. What are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I think Modern News is kind of weak uh Godolphin obviously have a lot of good horses and uh i don't think this is necessarily one of them He's sort of been a bit tried all over the place i think started out in the lincoln this year um has most recently run in a listed race a small listed race um so i, I think they're a bit confused as to what to do with him uh, and he's just a bit of a nothing horse i think on the other hand i think there are a couple of horses in here who are probably pretty good um Finest Sound is one of those horses, uh, potentially. Ran uh, second in a Group 1 out in Maidan last time, um, which is pretty good form. McGuyan's always been there or thereabouts, um, was third in the Dante last year and and has run some good races since. Uh, And then Mutasarbek, who I do um, quite like as a horse. I think um, he's perhaps not been the most straightforward, but you you can't forget this one nearly went off favourite for the 2000 Guineas um, last year. Uh, he, after running a really good race um, in one of those um, conditions races at, at the Craven meeting. Um, I mean, he didn't quite run such a good race in the in the 2000s subsequently, but he has run some decent races since then. And I think he still retains a bit of potential. Um, we saw that last time out in a Group 2, the, the Bet365 mile at Sandown, where he was a next second to lights on. Uh, and actually finished in front of alcohol free that day um, as well as Summary major. Uh, so I think the form, the substance of that form is pretty good. Um, back at a, a mile, uh, just over a mile here actually. And uh, I think, um, yeah, Muta probably at the prices is the one for me.
0: Okay. Like it. Like it. I think the 235, I don't really want to talk about too much. Um, although obviously Haggis has been in great form and so Michael Stout knows how to train older horses. So, that Will be an interesting group three before that 310 that we just spoke about. The dash is a very interesting race. Um, yeah, so
1: I just would about the 235, I would say that I think Potipova will over, overturn the form of Roman mist. Um, they ran against each other last time, Potipova missed the kick uh, and finished off strongly. So, I and I think that. Uh, she will overturn the former Roman Miss. Whether that's good enough to win this race is perhaps another thing. Because Bashrikova comes, in, comes in there, and Mrs. Fitzherbert as well. Those two have re- raced against each other, and then there's a couple further down the market who seem all right. But yeah, uh, yeah, I-, I don't have a strong opinion, but I just wanted to say that I thought that would be the case.
0: Yeah, it's one of those races where something will come out and win, and um, you know, it, c- it could even be something further down the market in that race. You know, the likes of Majestic Glory for. Andrew Boarding, quite yep. interesting. Um, the 345, the dash, is one of my favourite races on the whole card. You have, you know, upwards of 16, 17 runners. And here we've got one of my favourite horses in training, Sunday Sovereign, coming in, who just got pipped last time uh, at York at a huge price. He was then supported in sort of 16 to 1 late on, having been as big as 33s and was pipped by Illusionist. I think he comes in here with quite a good chance and has now got back to the type of form where he was, you know, short prices coming into that, that Ascot Norfolk Stakes. He was 13 to eight favorite for that. And he kind of lost his way. But I think back with Tim Easterby, who is just an amazing trainer of these five furlong horses owned by King Power, the same connections as Art Power. Um, I think that we could see a really improved impor- performance from Sunday Sovereign here, and uh, that that's definitely where my hat would fall. Have you got any sort of strong opinion in this? Uh,
1: well, I know you like that one a lot, so I wouldn't put anyone off that horse. Um, I would give an honourable mention to a previous winner of this race in uh, Morquato. Uh, I think interesting that they've gone and put Harry Davis on board. Obviously Harry Davis is a very good young jockey and very much worth his claim. Um Mockatil actually rarely runs a bad race at, at Epsom, uh has won here three times I think. Um and you know the, the course and distance form does tend to be um tend to be informative here. I don't think stall nine uh, is a is any um negative against him. So yeah, I'd have a small word for Mockatoo but I mean, this one, you might as well just, you know, look, look look blind, to be honest. It's it's such a lottery. The dash is a great race, though. So I'd advise anyone to, to watch it at, at, at 3.45 because it's a really fun race to watch.
0: And then let's move on to the big one of, I guess you could even say the year, really. I mean, these races are, this is the race as a thoroughbred horse. Every single horse is bred to win this race ultimately the most expensive horses you see the aim for them is the derby it's all about the breeding the potential for a stallion following the race and i think we have a few in here who do have the, ki- the types of profile that could really go on to be uh, amazing stallions desert crown clearly comes in as a, as a really really strong well fancied favorite having been hugely impressive last time at york um although Having only had two runs, you could say that could be a negative against him. Stone Age four to one. Nation's Pride sevens. Changing of the sorry, guard.
1: Just want to say Stone Age that we have mentioned on this podcast before. Um, very early season. I think before he turned out, um, he was still a maiden at the time, and we said this one could well be a horse to look out for for the Derby. I'm not sure what price he was at that time. I imagine he was sort of around forty to one mark. He's now four to one. So, you know, don't want to blow our own trumpets, but that I thought that was there. Uh, nice little nice little selection there early doors
0: yeah um definitely take an eye or keep note of when we uh when we tip sign up antipose usually they'll run to nothing but that one it seems has a good chance here uh piz Badil 10 star of india 16s walk of stars on the drift at 18s which i love to see Westover 22s nahini 25s royal patrons 33s and they're 40 to 1 bar those um why don't we start with desert crown who was so impressive when beating royal patronage in the dante he was hugely well fancied there having only had one run and Sir michael stout was reduced to tears after the race Mm. so it really seems like this one could be a horse to get stouty back sort of you know in the eye of the public having had horses like crystal ocean and poet's word be so impressive over the last few years
1: it was slightly like what we were saying earlier, even about how he does well with older horses. You know, he's almost known as that, that person now. Um and it's been a while since he's had a live contender uh for for a classic. So it's really good to see this, you know, a stout horse at the top of the market, uh, for for a classic. I would um I know, I'd worry about a horse that's only had two runs going into the derby. Um the derby's such an odd race in that like it, it almost seems that like all known form goes out the window like literally you look at some of the winners of past of past races and recent races as well i was i was doing a bit of research and actually the average price um of the winner of the derby in the last 10 years has been 12 to 1 um yeah. favorites haven't done well the last favorite to win was in 2015 when golden horn won um and you know last year adyar 16 to 1 year before that serpentine 25 and- to 1
0: and what was interesting about Adiyar as well is that within, it was the last 20 minutes of the race, mm. he was backed in from 50s yeah. to 16s. So definitely take note of the uh, yeah. the Godolphin boys betting one of theirs late on because and obviously Charlie Appleby's had huge success yeah. having won it twice in the last and three years. And you've got to
1: remember, like Kirby was on board Adiyar and you got he's on Nahani this year. Mm. who Nahani in his own right is a pretty good horse. Like he that form of that um, blue ribboned, Uh, Stakes Uh, Ad Epsom uh, Is very good There's been some Subsequent winners Coming out of that one And admittedly The the Blue Ribbon Hasn't been a good trial For the uh, Derby In recent years Um, I mean actually It's been a weird race that sort of uh, Fluctuates in distance And all the stuff Like that But um, You know There's still some Good form in that And like Kirby Has won it now And you know So you don't want To just be like Oh Will Buick's Riding this one Will Buick's on Nation Pride this year You know He'll go and win I don't, I don't think it's that black and white and and that's always that's always the case for Aiden as well, you know just because Ryan's riding one doesn't mean he's the best one. Um, but I don't know who do you should we should we do some selections or what do you yeah
0: I think I think the um I think the the walk of stars uh, angle is interesting given that he's basically been given the same route that Adir was last year and I know that Charlie Appleby's said some quite taking things and um, William Buick. Who actually won't be riding walk of stars was also pretty complimentary about that horse mm. so look i think that at, at a price is quite interesting mm. um he needs
1: to leave behind that run last time where he looked really babyish still i think he's a horse that holds a lot of potential um but it's clearly not that straightforward and if there's someone if they you can unlock him on the day if the doyler can unlock him on the day and of course Doyle has won the first two classics of this year english classics this year so he, he's got a bit of a knack for it at the moment and maybe he can go do it, but um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to behave himself a bit better uh, when you know on what is such a punishing course like Epsom.
0: But I mean, the the one thing when I look through all the horses in the race is like I don't actually see proper form, and I know these horses haven't been running for a long time, but they're all coming in and they're based in the market on the visuals of their wins. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, did they win by six lengths? Mm. It's not really what was the quality of that race, and that's why you've got Desert Crown at the at the four of the market yeah, yeah i think stone age was very impressive last time yeah um but again it was only a, it was only a group three so we don't yeah. really know where we're going and um it, it's difficult to really have a, a properly strong view i, I do think <laughs> that who i'm at is quite interesting yeah, yeah. so well, i think maybe you should maybe you should talk about that one
1: yeah, yeah. as in so i just w- i want to give a context here, like an- for uh, listeners of the regular listeners of this podcast will know that I, I will by now they'll know that I probably have a bit of a, an obsession with Huya Um I really don't think this is a bad horse. Uh he's bumped into a couple uh this season so far. The first one being uh, native trail who we, we all knew you know that was native trail was a good thing and, and um he went and did the business in the Craven. But Huyama ran a good race um over a mile there. Uh, And sort of stayed on, but not really challenging the front two. Um, He then went uh, uh, and ran at Newmarket again in a listed race and was beaten seven lengths by Nation's Pride. Now, um, that form again, like Nation's Pride comes into this race uh, at what price, Tris? Around seven to one, I think. Yeah, seven to one. Seven to one for this race. And you can get Hu at 200 to one. (laughs) Like, look, okay, he's got a lot to find on the form even with nation's pride but he's stepping up and trip again here um his sire territories uh, also side rougier who was a pretty decent performer at sort of one mile two one mile four uh, over in france and i mean i just think that 200 to one is far too big about this horse you know he's still really relatively unexposed um and had some good juvenile form in the book um he's he's certainly trained on you know we can say that um and i just think that you know at 200 to 1 200 to 1 is a stupid price for that horse you know andrew bolding is also in good form um so yeah i just i just think that the differential in price between nation's pride and who your Mother is too much to ignore and i think you know there are worse 200 to one shots let's put it that way
0: yeah i think you've definitely got a fair point there um other than that to be honest i think the race does look quite open and you can't you kind of are just punting on principles so i think looking for value is probably the right thing to do so i guess given that i think it is a really open race and something could easily go and win it by uh you know a bit of a distance a lot of them have a lot of unknowns about them i think i'll probably take my chance on, on James Doyle's form this year yeah, yeah. and um and some of the comments that, that Charlie Upby has said about Walk of Stars. Yeah. So
1: you could definitely do worse things in life than than go back one like that. Yeah. You know, because yeah they could bomb out but also they could they could go up and dot up by sort of three, four lengths.
0: I think I the 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 only other one that I would have a word for is changing of the guard. Yeah. Um obviously has a pretty wide draw but that performance beating New London at Chester. I mean, given the ground was soft that day, but New London um, had beaten Aldous Huxley yeah, at yeah. Newmarket the time before that. And Aldous Huxley after debut was one that I thought uh, was, a, was a good horse. And since then Aldous Huxley has come out and finished second to a horse called Lionel, mm. who I think is, is definitely one to watch this season for for David Monuiza um so yeah other than Walk of Stars and Huyamal I think changing of the guard for Aiden at at eight to one is is quite interesting
1: so I've just remembered another point as well I had on Huyamal um he also so that that Craven stakes uh against Native Trail he finished in front of Star of India who comes into this at 16 to one and he finished in front of it. Two hundred one is the wrong price there. It's just, it's just the wrong price. Like just fully basing it, even just basing it on the prices of the other runners, he's too big in the market. And like, I, 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 yeah, I, I think two hundred one's way too big. He'll outrun his odds.
0: Awesome. Well, that sounds like we've tied up the Derby on what is a hugely special weekend this this year. The race is being run in memory of Lester Piggott. Who very sadly died this year. Quick word on Lester. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I have to say, I don't know too much. Well, I, I know he was a fantastic jockey and very well revered. Um, obviously a great loss to the sport and, and a really lovely thing to do to to name this or to to run this race um, in his memory. Um, yeah, I think he'll be he'll be uh, sadly missed by by a lot of people.
0: Yeah, he definitely was one of those revered stars in the racing world, someone who inspired the likes of Frankie De Torre to go and do to go on and do what they've done. Um so yeah, clearly very sad for for all involved in racing. Um but yeah, Lester piggott an amazing jockey. I actually had a message from someone midweek asking if we were going to talk about him, um, who was questioning whether he was the greatest of all time. It's an interesting um interesting question i think for, for me and you it, it's tough to get past frankie de tory just because of the fact that we've mm. grown up in this uh in this kind of decade <laughs> sorry about that um but yeah. no i i think it, it, it is you're right it's the
1: recency bias mm. like you 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 look at um Horseman like like Frankie um and and you think what are the things he's done and also just what what a what a theatrical character he is as well he's he's done so much for the sport outside of the sport I think um you know he's he sort of popularized racing in a way that other people were not able to do and that and that's really commendable thing and, and it's very important to keep trying to bring in the next generation and bring in new um viewers and new listeners into into horse racing
0: yeah well hopefully this weekend we'll do just that it's going to be a real theater over on the epsom downs you can still go and stand on the hill for free which i think is really cool in this day and age because people are usually just trying to make money out of anything Mm. so if you do have the the day free then do jump over to epsom and uh check out the racing it's going to be an awesome Weekend. Hopefully, we will have had some success on Friday and also some success on Saturday in the big three races that we've covered. Um, could be a huge, huge double for, uh, for David Probert if he can steer Sunday Sovereign and then out um, to success over the, uh, the two races there. I mean, that would be... Actually, it's not David Probert. It's, it's Rob Hornby. Oh, well, that's fine then. (laughs) Uh, Could be a huge win for for David Probert, though, in the the derby. It's going to be an epic weekend. Uh, Can't wait to go over what we've watched next week. Um, But I think for today, we can probably leave it there. Yeah,
1: no, I think so. And um, if anyone is at Epsom, come say hi to me. Um, I'll be around.
0: Awesome. I think that is everything for the episode uh, we'll leave it there good luck everyone in your selections jump down to your local bookmaker and have a couple of quid each way on who you are now uh, if you agree with us for now though it's goodbye from me Tris
1: and it's goodbye from me Charlie
0: goodbye